when I hear that song, remember, if you all are living, when I go, play this for me. Only believe, remember, I'm not dead. I won't be very far from you listening at it. I can't die. Jesus give me eternal life. Amen. Gonna raise me up at the last day. I'll see you. And if you go, I'll believe the same thing for you. What great riches is in this Bible? Quit reading the old funny stories and looking at old you no know, good television programs and get back to church to praying and so you say woman say, Well, I, I just can't find time to read my Bible to my children. Why Suzanne Wesley, 
She had 17 children, and she spent three hours a day with no modern convenience. She didn't press the button, wash her dishes. She didn't turn on a tap and get a little water out like that. She packed it from a spring in an old wooden bucket in the gourd dipper. Packed it from the spring and raised 17 children and could spend three hours a day in prayer. What did she raise up out of her? John and Charles. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Certainly, man that shocked the world in their days. What we need today is no more. It was mothers and people consecrated. Put God first. That's it. We put everything else first. Well, I belong to the society down here. Oh, I belong to a society too. It's up there. See, that's the society that belongs to. Society of Jesus Christ. Poor, degraded, outcast people. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. That's right. So glad to belong to that society. Separate yourself. Come out from the world. Don't be partakers with them. Abraham separated himself and God blessed him and gave every promise that he gave him. He confirmed them to him when he separated himself. Good evening, uh, everyone. We greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we appreciate the Lord for the time that he has granted to us. And as indicated, we are just going to have a round table fellowship. My name is Pastor Wijimelo Madiba, uh, based in Weedbank, South Africa. And I will be joined by Pastor Tinashe Mahere, based in Binoni, and as well as Pastor Lawrence Matasa, based in Venda. The purpose of this uh, fellowship is not a debate, it is a fellowship. We just want to reflect on a topic that became dominant, I think somewhat since the year 2000, about the relationship of the fivefold ministry and Voice of God recordings on tapes. And we just want to have a fellowship around this. There are many questions that have come up around this subject. But I think as we are going to get into the subject, I need to put some disclaimers. One disclaimer that I need to put out, the prophet says, I've never sought discord among the brethren, and that is not the purpose of this fellowship. And secondly, uh, the reason we are having this fellowship is not a bashing session. I think it's going to be, uh, or our objective is that it must be edifying, and the reason I say it's not a debate, hence we don't have a representative for Voice of God recordings, but I think in the follow-up installment, they may be invited to weigh in on the subject. But we are quite excited. Let me just bring the pastors on board so that they greet you. And I believe that they may be unmuting their mics just to greet you. Uh, Pastor Mahere is now in Binoni as we speak. And Pastor uh, Mutasa is in Venda. And good evening, uh, Pastors. Uh, good evening, Pastor Madiba. Uh, thank you for having us tonight on this roundtable fellowship. Uh, we're so happy and we trust that the Lord is going to uh, make our discussion uh, fruitful to the entire bride that will be 
uh, tuning in tonight or those that are going to follow later on. God bless you. Wonderful. Pastor Mutasa, thanks, Pastor Mahera, for coming and on board. Shalom, shalom, pastors, Pastor Madiba, Pastor Mayere. Uh, thank you also for having me on this uh, roundtable fellowship. I give it a grand privilege to be able to fellowship around these things in this hour that we are living in. I trust that this will be of great edification to those in the message, those who are getting into the message so that they may get a better understanding of what we believe and what we stand on. Shalom. God bless you richly. And then I just want to turn to these two scriptures. In the book of Psalm 68, verse 11, Psalm 68, verse 11, it reads in this manner, The Lord gave the word, great was the company of those that published it. And in Acts 13, verse 48 and verse 49, Acts 13, verse 48 and verse 49. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. I love the phrase. It doesn't say as many as believed were ordained to eternal life. It says as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. They believed because they were ordained to believe. Verse 49, and the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. Now we get a sense that in the Old Testament, the Bible encourages the word of the Lord to be published. And in the New Testament, the word of the Lord was published throughout the, all the regions. So, and Brother Brandon says, every Christian, it is compulsory for every Christian to be a missionary. It is compulsory for every Christian to be a missionary. It means that if you get in contact with anyone, you've got to speak to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, this evening we are going to reflect on this subject that we want to speak about uh, with, the, with the pastors. Now, uh, pastors, maybe the question would be, what does the role the fivefold ministry play within the body of Christ. The role that the fivefold ministry plays within the body of Christ, uh, maybe Pastor Mahere, you can shoot first, maybe just to give a description of what we mean when we speak about the fivefold ministry before we expound on what that role is within the bride. It's going to be a conversation. Uh, 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 among the pastors reflecting on this subject. Over to you, Muruti uh, Maher. Uh, thank you, Pastor Madiba. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, now, the role of the fivefold ministry, maybe we can uh, start by elaborating uh, what the fivefold ministry are according to, uh, to the Bible. Now, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 9, I'm just going to read. And I'm sure those that are following on YouTube, maybe if they are able to quickly get some, some of the text of what we are saying and just share it on, the, on their comment section, it would help as reference. Uh, 
So Ephesians chapter 4 verses 9, it says, Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And then he says, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And he says, for the perfection, for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the fivefold ministry mm. are the five ministries that God has given himself when he ascended on high and led captivity captive. And they've got a specific function according to scripture. And that same specific function is what Brother Branham then comes to amplify in his preaching. Because Brother Branham was a Bible prophet. They are for mm. the edification of the saints, for the mm. perfect of the saints. Mm. until we all come into the unity of the Son of Man. Now, Brother Branham tells us... Maybe, maybe, let me interject here. So, without the fivefold ministry, there is no perfecting of the saints according to the Scriptures. According to Scripture, yes. There is no perfecting of the saints, and there is no unity of the saints, because that is done by the work of the fivefold ministry. Maybe, Pastor Matessa, somebody may be saying, I cannot be perfected by a man. I must be perfected by the Holy Ghost. Why would I be perfected? Why do I need a group of men to be scripturally declared to be perfect? Uh, thank you, Pastor Madiba. I think... Um, it's important maybe to state as well that the fivefold ministry is actually an extension of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now okay. we know each dispensation that God wanted to do something major upon the land. We had a prophet, God prophet, like first Exodus, it was Moses. Mm. Second mm. Exodus was Christ. And the third Exodus was Malachi 4. Mm. Now all that was in Jesus Christ was pulled into the church. And mm. I'll bring it as the fivefold ministry. So the mm. fivefold ministry is a perpetuation of the ministry that Christ had. In other words, I would say what he could not accomplish in his ministry as a one man, he has mm. extended it to a many-membered ministry. It is the mm. same life. It is the mm. same spirit. So when the fivefold ministry is talking, it is the same God that was in Christ speaking to his people. Maybe before I hand over, I would say, you can look at the time when Paul, when he was still so of Tarsus persecuting the church, you know, mm. he met with that light on his way to Damascus. And then the light said, so, so why persecutest thou me? He said, mm. who art thou Lord? He said, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting, indicating mm. that the life that was in Christ was now mm. embodied in the body of believers. So it is the mm. same spirit. Over so, okay. Then, then Mfunisi, uh, Mahere, tell me something here. 
can one make it into the rapture today without the uh, the fivefold ministry playing a role in their life? Well, uh, it would have to be very rare uh, circumstances hmm. because um, you know we have got we have got the recorded voice of the messenger. Maybe one would say I would I would make it without the fivefold ministry, just having the voice that is recorded on tape. Uh, I would uh, disagree with that, mm. because the voice that's recorded on tape will refer to you and tell you that the fivefold ministry is the dressway of the bride. Mm. Now, mm. when we talk about making it. Brother Branham made a vision. Sorry to interrupt your thought process, Muruti, there. Hold it. Uh, this, this is in the, uh, just for the benefit of somebody watching out there. In the message, putting on the whole armor of God, paragraph 76, the prophet said, God fortified his army. What is What with? Himself, in the form of prophets, apostles, teachers, and pastors. What did he do? What was God doing? Listen, did you ever think what that offices of the church is? It's God's dress wear, inside dress. An apostle, a prophet, a seer, for see before Satan ever gets to it. Dan told, Dan told it. What is it? God dressed up in his church. This offices is God's dress wear. When you see those offices, pastors, teachers, evangelists, what is that? That's God's dress wear, God's presence, God's spirit working through men. I think, Pastor Mahira, you are alluding to this quotation. You can carry on. I just wanted to bring this quotation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's right, Pastor, Pastor Madiba. Mm. He says that in so many places, he says it in the stature of a perfect man, questions and answers on the seals and so forth, mm. that the ministry is God's dressing. Mm. So now answering your question to say, will the bride make it? Now, mm. Brother Branham had a, a vision where he saw the preview of the bride. Mm. And he said, I saw a, a, the bride from different nations coming in. And he said, I saw the Chinese and I saw the American bride and I saw them walking in the preview of the bride. And he says, what, what filth? He says they were naked. They were wearing something that looked like a little newspaper. Mm. You see, uh, I would want to believe these are people that did not allow themselves to be dressed because the dress were of God which is actually, Brother Brown says, he gave himself, like you've said in that, in that quotation. It is God himself giving himself through the fivefold ministry to dress the bride. So the bride that rejects the fivefold ministry has to be dressed in something. That's why you find in the vision, they were wearing some, that, some form of words. And these words were not from the fivefold ministry, they had to be words from the media streaming, which was some newspapers of some sort, some little things that they were wearing. So for you to make it, you need to put in, put on the garment, uh, which is dressed by the fivefold ministry. So if you take out the fivefold ministry, then you're going to have a naked bride at the oh, end okay. of the day. Okay, maybe just a follow-up, just to bring Pastor Matasa in here. 
the prophet, I think it is in the church age book, the priest version. He says, we find out that throughout the seven church ages, the laity was as much as lost as the clergy. And in, this, in that instance, he calls the clergy the fivefold ministry. He says the fivefold ministry without the dispensational prophet, they are as much lost as the laity. So to bring an alignment, Brother Brim says, God sends the eagle, the prophet of the age, to bring the laity and to bring the fivefold ministry in alignment. So the question would be, somebody may be saying, okay, fine. If, if in the absence of the prophet, we are as hopeless as the fivefold ministry, uh, if I find the prophet, then I'm okay without the fivefold ministry. Will that, will that gel with the message? Will that gel with the scriptures, Pastor Mutas? Can you bring the last part again? I, I, I'm simply saying, if somebody was to say, I'm following the prophet, but I'm not following the fivefold ministry, because when the prophet is not around, the fivefold ministry is as much hopeless as I am. But I found the prophet I can do without the fivefold ministry because I found the prophet of the age. Okay, thank you so much, Pastor Madiba. I think um, it then comes back to the understanding of the hierarchy of God as he operates. You know, sometimes people can have good intentions, but they lack the proper discernment. The prophet calls it poor discernment. Now, we, we have God as the highest office, the highest office of appeal. And after God, you get the prophet. And after the prophet, you get the fivefold ministry. After the fivefold ministry, you get the man who is the husband of a house. And after the man, you get the wife. And after the wife, the children. Now, it would be more like a child saying, I respect the father, but dishonoring the mother. Now, you cannot trust that kind of respect. Because if you really respect your father, the mother is the reflection of the father. Now, a man cannot come and say, I respect William Branham, and they bypass the fivefold ministry because William Branham is the one that endorsed the fivefold ministry. Even myself, I cannot come and say, I respect God, and then bypass William Branham as well. Then it all goes out of cater. So, in God's continuity and the hierarchy that He has given us, you cannot do the other, you cannot do without the other. You know, they work hand in hand. I'll mm. leave it there, Bruti. Okay, just to bring Mfundismahere in, Mfundismahere, you, you, you know, this gets me excited. You know, you know, when people ask questions, sometimes questions, and people have got to ask questions, but the beauty of questions, questions reveal the level of maturity of the person asking. But the qualifier is that everyone must ask a question. So I was quite, I was quite fascinated that when Brother Brenham uh, conducted a, a question and answers at Brenham Tabernacle, some were quite worried about, uh, about quite a number of things, but there is a brother and a sister, or a sister, I don't know the gender, but this person asked a question, <laughs> and the question was profound, and not only profound, in my space, I deemed that the question was actually prophetic, because 
in question and answers on the sales 194, the question was, is, would the bride of Christ have a ministry before the rapture? And the prophet says, sure. That's what's going on right now. See, the bride of Christ. Certainly, it is the message of the hour. See, the bride of Christ. Sure. She consists of apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors. Is that right? Then the congregation said, Amen. He said, that's the bride of Christ. She's got a ministry, great ministry in this hour. It will be so humble. Now, it gets me excited, Pastor Mahere, because the prophet is painting a picture that you can't have a complete bride, the complete bride of Jesus Christ without the fivefold ministry. Would you want to weigh in on that one? Oh, yes. Uh, you see, it's, it's the continuation of the hierarchy of God, like uh, Pastor Mtasa is saying. Uh, Brother Brenham says in the church ages, he says in every church age, when God would raise a messenger, he would raise with that messenger, together with that messenger, wonderful helpers, wonderful men that will become helpers to, the, to that messenger. It's very interesting. I always like to, you know, go back to the Bible because Brother Brenham was a Bible prophet. If you look in the first church age, when God raised Paul, uh, I know the New Testament is dominated by the books that were written by Paul. But right there in the New Testament, you find books like Timothy, you find Philemon, you find Titus. All these men were the converts of Paul. So hmm. to actually say Paul alone is the one that is supposed to perfect uh, the bride in the first church age defeats the purpose of God sending Paul at that time. Because with Paul comes other stars. They might not be the star of the age but they are the helpers of that messenger to carry out the message throughout the bride. I just want to read this. Okay. Uh, this brother Branham was asked again, uh, questions and answers in 1964. Says now brother Branham, is it true that no one, this is 349. Is it true uh, that no one should preach, but you, uh, we have seen you, have seen you ordain, you have seen you ordain men. We don't believe you would do that if they were not to preach. Brother Branham says, mercy, brother, sister. Uh, whoever told you that nobody's going to preach but me, I would be a poor subject to God with all that. No, every man that feels a call of God on his life, get into the ministry and start preaching. We need them. Men of God are anointed all over the world to preach the gospel. See, I'm just one little pebble on the beach among the big stones. On 205, he says, any man that's called of God needs to preach the gospel. So it, if you believe, Brother Branham, just like those that believed Moses in the first Exodus, you can't eat part of the lamp and leave the rest. Mm. Any man that's called of God ought to preach the gospel, not Brother Branham only. Mm. Okay, uh, 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 there is something, I mean, that's, that's very profound because it, quite, uh, it amazed me quite a lot of time that Brother Brenham would come to Brenham Tabernacle and allow Brother Neville to preach, and often he would come and say, the sermon that I'm preaching was inspired 
by the sermon that Brother Neville preached. And it's quite amazing that the prophet messenger could come to an assembly, sit down, and allow a pastor to preach while he's a dispensational prophet. But here is a quotation in Beth Pains, paragraph 173. He's referring to the ministers on the platform. He says, these men, if they pick up this, and I presume he's referring to the message, and goes out with it, they can make more sense to it. See, to bring it to a place you would, I just want to lay this seat, then hope they make it to come to life. Now, I want to play the devil's advocate and say, the prophecy, men will come up and will make sense of this message. But I can say, on the flip side of the coin, we've had men that have made the message to be of no sense because of doctrines and movements and isms that they brought into the message of the hour. So, Somebody might be sitting at the corner and say, I've been wounded by members of the fivefold ministry. Now I'm at a point where I think it's better for me to sit home and listen to the prophet messenger. What would you say to such an individual? Pastor Mutas. Quite, quite interesting, Pastor Madiba, and uh, wonderful remarks from Pastor Mayra as well. Now, Brother Bonham teaches us that wherever there is a bogus dollar, it's a sign that there's a real dollar somewhere else. Now, there are certain things that are conditions of the end time that we can never do without. You see, when it comes to the fivefold ministry itself, its perfection is by the fact that Christ is dressing the fivefold ministry. Actually, the quote that you read the first time it indicates that if they don't operate according to the word of God, it means they are not God's dress wear. So now you're not going to throw away the pie because you hit a bone. You remove the bone and you continue eating the pie because the devil is going to bring so many things to upset the body. But we, 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 you know, we, we cannot end up you know, disqualifying the whole thing based on maybe one man that has gone out of cater. Yeah, so I think I can place it there, Pastor Madiba. Okay, thanks uh, for that input, Pastor Mutas. So, Pastor Mahere, Brother Brenham's first statement, 1947, on the 12th of April, the very first statement, we are getting some, rec- we are getting some new gadgets for recording. And I think somebody would say, this, this was the day <laughs> when Voice of God Recordings was uh, founded. We are getting some new gadgets for recording. And I like how Brother Ed Biscal put it. He says, of all the prophets that we've ever had, there's only one prophet whose voice was captured on tape. And he, he was of the strong view that even the inspiration to invent the tape was to capture the voice of this messenger. We are getting some new gadgets for recording. First statement, 12 April 1947. Now the question would be, somebody will say, then what is the role of voice of God recordings? 
in relation to this message. Over to you, Pastor Maher. Okay, that's a very interesting one. <laughs> okay, I never expected that kind of angle of uh, you know question, but <laughs> very interesting. Uh, but if you don't mind, Pastor Madiba, can I just weigh in with one quotation? Uh, yes, I yes. really like what Pastor Mtasa said, and as he was speaking, something just came to my mind. I, I just want to read that, you, you know, in some... You, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, Brother Branham says, in, uh, does God ever change his mind about his word? I like, I like giving the title. So, does God ever change his mind? Now, he says, stand by your good pastor. You were talking about uh, Pastor Omen Neville. Brother Branham would get inspired many times after Brother Neville had preached. He says, uh, Brother Neville and the associate Brother Capes, listen to them. They will teach you the word of life. I believe that if I didn't believe it, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't have them here. I certainly would not. I believe that they believe the message and they stay with it to the best of their knowledge. And I've got faith in both men. Stay with them. These other brothers around here, they got their meetings and stood here tonight. If you're around their neighborhood, stand by them. So Brother Branham is not only talking about Brother Never, is also talking about the other brothers also that were standing by the message. He says, if I didn't believe that these men were not able to preach the gospel the same way, I would not have them here. In other words, I would have had maybe another man. Mm. Uh, this is in 1965. Mm. And the tape uh, had already started being recorded in 1947. Here's an interesting thing that I want to uh, put through here, Brother Madiba. Uh, okay. You know... Brother Branham came here in, in Africa three times, uh, in South Africa specifically. Yeah. He came in 51, he came in 55, he came in 65. Mm. Now, but we started receiving tapes. I'm talking in the context of South Africa. We mm. started receiving tapes from Brother Away in 1966. Mm. That's when we started mm. receiving tapes. Mm. Do you realize that all the time Brother Branham was coming, he would make sure that he sends somebody like Brother F.F. Bosworth. Remember the testimony of the telegram where Brother F.F. Bosworth, the angel of the Lord, had to beat the telegram by 24 hours. Brother F.F. Bosworth was here two months earlier to prepare the ground for mm. Brother Branham. Mm. I am sure if Brother Branham only wanted uh, the people here in Africa to just get the tape, he wouldn't have sent people like Brother uh, brother F.F. Bosworth, you would have sent the tape. Now, it is very important for us to note that the tapes are important for us. Uh, like we can't do away with the prophet messenger. We are so glad that down through the ages, God allowed the voice of the messenger to be captured so that we don't have, uh, you know, oral tradition being told Brother Branham said this by somebody else. Now, these tapes become the filter for us and our believers so that when a fivefold minister comes and preaches, we are so sure whether they are saying what the prophet has said or they are not saying it because we have got the tape. Now, the tape itself, Brother Branham says, there is people that are being healed. There is people that are being saved. There is people that are being delivered through the tape ministry. We can't also do away with the tape ministry. It has got its place. But however, the same Brother Branham says, 
But God, being an unchanging God in his program, he has not ordained mechanical devices to preach the gospel. So you need the text. But you can't do away also with the fivefold ministry because they are the God-ordained conduit of preaching the gospel. Let me leave it there, Pastor Madi. Okay. It's, it's very interesting, Pastor Maher, because you see, the tape ministry is important, but equally so is the fivefold ministry. Now, and I think you remind me of when after Moses was taken off the scene and Joshua became the new commander, I remember uh, the Israelites said to Joshua, we will follow you as long as you follow what Moses has left behind in the book. Now, I, and I guess the sentiment is the same. The fivefold ministry, uh, the Holy Ghost, Joshua is the Holy Ghost, who's using the fivefold ministry and the tape ministry. The tapes are there that the laity should be able to listen to the tape as they are listening to the fivefold to check what am I listening to? Is it really on tape? And if it is on tape, it gets rejected. So the tape is the standard to assess what is being said by the fivefold ministry. It's not the standard to eliminate the fivefold ministry. Am I hearing you correctly, Pastor Maher? Correct. That's, that's very correct. It becomes the filter. It becomes the filter whereby a man, when they are sitting, they've got something they can refer to, say, but this is not what the messenger said. Because you can actually, Pastor Madiba, yeah. do you know you can read a spoken word from page one to the last page and still mm -hmm. not be saying what Brother Branham is saying? Uh, of course. So, so there is need now for the people to hear straight from Brother Branham so that they can be able by discernment to use that as a filter, but not to eliminate because it's the same Brother Branham. Who is Brother Branham is just the Bible extended. He's not like a new Bible completely. He's a Bible prophet. We can't have Brother Branham uh, coming to contradict the scripture. God has got an order, and the order of God is he has not chosen the sun, he has not chosen the wind. That's Brother Branham saying. Mm. But he has chosen, and the scripture says, how shall they, uh, faith cometh by hearing, but mm. how shall they hear if there is mm. no preacher? How mm. shall mm. they preach if they have not been sent? Mm. You see, so mm. that's the order of God which is written in the Bible. Okay, now, now uh, I, I'm going to bring Pastor Mutasa in here. Uh, and uh, either of you, if you want to weigh in on this one, you are most welcome. Uh, you, you've got the voice of God recordings, which I would presume these are the tapes. Then you've got voice of God recordings, the company. And then you've got the fivefold ministry is it is it important to make a distinction of voice of god recordings meaning brother brenham's voice on tape and voice of god recordings the company based in jeffersonville 
is that distinction very critical here yeah, i'm going to just leave it on the table whoever would want to weigh in on that one you're welcome to is it really important yeah le le let me come in person god bless yes, you pastor Mutas. yes yes uh now before i come to that i just want to bring more emphasis on the point that you just brought in you know how we need the fivefold ministry and um read a quotation where brother Branham shows um the fivefold ministry as an enlightenment to what he has preached you know um he speaks um in the spoken word, uh, God, does God ever change his mind about his word? It seems mm -hmm. that book is, is the one today. Says, uh, uh, Brother uh, uh, Ben takes the tapes, yes. as I understand, with his wife. They go into, out of way places, way back into the mountains, into the jungles, and they play these tapes and comment on the tapes. Many times they run out, cast out, throw out. We expect that for all that live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. Now, you see Brother Branham shows that even though the tapes are there, you need somebody to stand and bring enlightenment. You can take a look at the Ethiopian eunuch when he was reading the spoken word of his day, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not understanding what he was reading until Philip came. And he said, how can I understand unless somebody explains to me? Now, the so, hang, on, hang on there, Pastor Mutas. You are getting me excited. So, so mm. Philip, Philip is a believer. Uh, if we use the modern technology, he was, or, or not Philip, the Enoch, the Ethiopian Enoch, mm. What, if we, we use the modern technology, he was listening to a tape coming from the convention. And he did right. not understand what the tape was saying. And right. God moved. I mean, I mean, you look at where Philip was. God moved Philip where he was to come where this man is to make him understand what the tape was saying. Am I correct? Yes, Muruti. To actually add on that, you yeah. begin to see, uh, maybe if you look at the book of uh, Nehemiah, uh, that's where you find your Ezra. These were people coming out of Babylon too, like we came out of Babylon. Though they had Moses as a principal prophet, Daniel read from Jeremiah, who was the prophet of that age. But if you come to Nehemiah chapter 8, I'm just going to read the important part. Uh, you read the whole chapter at home, but the Bible says from verse 7, also Joshua, Bani, uh, Sheribai, Jamni, Akub, Shebadiah, Hoja, Messiah, Kelita, Azaria, Josabad, Hanan, Pelea, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book of the law distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Now, you begin to see the law of Moses like a spoken word. It was there, but they needed a man to put sense to it. 
I can take you into the New Testament. You look at the man Apollos, eloquent, well-versed in the scripture, but all he knew was the baptism of John. But he had to take Priscilla and Aquila to say, brother, we know you're holding the spoken word and we know you're preaching John, the messenger of the day. But do you know the time he said, look on this while I go west. You left before you came back. <laughs> this man showed us something further than the baptism of John. So now <laughs> it had to take a people like a fivefold ministry to put sense. And we thank God Apollos was humble enough. He took the counsel and he upgraded his operating system. And then he began to preach Christ, which was the purpose why Malachi 4 or John had come to introduce the Messiah. So in other words, the fivefold ministry is there to put sense to this message, to enlighten the eyes of understanding. It can be like the Luke 24 experience as well. You know, these guys were discouraged. They didn't understand what they were reading until Jesus Christ came now. He said, you guys, what are you talking about? <clears throat> and they were fellowshipping over things they didn't understand. And <clears throat> now from the Psalms, the prophets, Christ began to expound to each and every one of them until the Bible says, then their eyes of understanding were opened that they may understand the scriptures. So the fivefold <clears throat> ministry, when you look at it, it has that responsibility to shed light. <clears throat> now, Maybe coming to your question, do, do, do I come now or I can hand over? Oh, I think you can, you, you can come in there because I, I still, and I, 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 want you, I, I want you to understand where I come from. Mm -hmm. uh, by, by all means, Voice of God Recordings Company, based in Jeffersonville, did such a fantastic job. I remember when I came into the message, uh, 29 years ago uh, the tapes were not, Brother Brennan's voice was not clear, I mean you could listen and some tapes you were battling to listen but today you listen to the tape, it's like they just recorded this tape yesterday the clarity of Brother Brennan's voice it just makes uh, 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 Brother Brennan's voice to be euphonic to the ear it's very pleasant and they've done very well, trust me, in terms of distributing this message. But, but you know, sometimes you can become the enemy of your own success. The company has done exceptionally well. But the reason I'm asking whether we need to make a distinction between the company and Voice of God Recordings as a company and as well as the voice of the prophet on tape is because... I'm of the view that a company, when it appoints the people, it doesn't appoint ordained people. It appoints administrators. You've got to be a good organizer, work under pressure, deadline-driven, uh, and submit whatever projects that they give to you to submit it back and say it has been completed. But in the, in the process of time, it seems like People confuse a good administrator for voice of God recording to be an ordained minister. And I think that confusion, it is what is creating a pressure point 
between the fivefold ministry and as well as the voice of God recordings. A am I correct? I, I think for me to work for voice of God recording doesn't require much except availability and to do the tasks that have been assigned to me. But for me to be part of the fivefold ministry, there is a certain type of life that I must live and I must have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and I must be called for that office within, within the fivefold ministry. That's why I say, is it really important to make that distinction? Because where I'm sitting, or maybe let me not get ahead of myself, you can chip in oh. Pastor Mahere. Or, or okay. Pastor Mutasa, you've got a thought while it is still burning, we'll bring Pastor Mahere uh, after you. Pastor Mutasa. Yes, yes. Now, I think to, to tackle that Muruti, I think it's quite pivotal, especially in the hour that we're living in, to know what God has sent to us. The voice of Malachi 4. You know, I share the same sentiments. Voice of God has done a tremendous work. You know, globally speaking, you know, they've done the best to make sure that the work of God, the message has gone there undefiled and uncontaminated. But if I should make an allegory, I would say it is like a plate that comes with food. Now, the company is the plate. And the voice of Malachi 4 is the food. And it's been handed to us from the plate called Voice of God recordings. And what we eat is the food in the plate. And now, if you catch what I'm saying, these recordings, if you take it back to the Old Testament, they were made for the day to come. There was a prediction that famine would come. People will be hungry. Not the hunger of food, but the word of God. So the food was stored for the bride that we may eat. But now in the days of Joseph in the Old Testament, when the food was distributed from the plate, people would eat all that was in the plate. But it doesn't mean that they were not supposed to also eat, maybe if they had some other plant that grew close by at home. You see the point? You know, it was not like everybody now is only supposed to eat what Joseph uh, uh, has stored for all these years. But, you know, some would kill a lamb, you know, and use that wheat, uh, the barley, to eat, you know, that pulp together with the meat. So the <laughs> distinction must be there. The voice of God recordings is the plate that is giving us food. And we thank God. We thank God. And it comes undefiled. The tapes the books undefiled. But now we eat the food and we thank God for the plate. God bless you. God bless you for, the, for those inside, Pastor Mutas. Pastor Mayra, you want to weigh in on this one? Yes. Uh, oh, my. I like, I, like, I like the fact that uh, in the time of Joseph, because the issue of the storage of food goes back to Joseph. It doesn't mean that if you had your little chickens at home, you would not eat those chickens and you just wait for what Joseph is distributing. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to elaborate on this. I really, you know, take my head off uh, uh, for the voice of God. Uh, personally, here in Benoni, we play the tape, you know, uh, almost every Sunday before preaching. It's our culture. We've been doing this 
without any men's announcement because we just love the atmosphere it creates. It helps in quiet time for people not to fidget around. The voice is playing. People are listening. The preaching comes and the, usually the tape is in line with what we are about to preach. Mm. And I would have not uh, thought of anybody who could have been this techno-savvy uh, as, as Brother Joseph uh, has come and really made this message so uh, palatable and he has made it also very portable. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I mean, now we've got animated words, words that goes together with the voice. That's mm. a great job. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, now, the voice of God company is a conduit unto which we get the voice of God, which is Revelation 10.7. So, uh, if I give Gehazi the stick of Elisha, if Gehazi is holding the stick of Elisha, the staff is still Elisha's. It does not make Gehazi Elisha, you hmm. see. So being a custodian does not make you uh, the person that is supposed to be, uh, to say, I'm now the voice of God. No, you are just the custodian. Now, the voice of God is a library, and we appreciate it. And the, the workers there are librarians, and we appreciate them. You can be a librarian without being a part of the fivefold ministry. You can also be a librarian who is a part of the fivefold ministry. You see, so we appreciate that position. But also, I would like to say something that you have not said, Pastor Madiba. I also want to appreciate many other brothers that are printing books, like brother the 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 the. Uh, the brothers in Elan's contain in South Africa. Pastor, uh, it's Pastor Veli Retief, Pastor uh, Richard Dioka, yeah. Pastor Harold Beckett is, mm. is also distributing uh, books. Mm. And I would receive books from Canada. And not just books, we also received uh, uh, testifying uh, tracts that were packaged mm. from Canada, free mm. of price. The only mm. amount of money that I would pay was the amount to get it from the post office, uh, that little postage fee. Mm. But everything else would come free of charge. So th that's, it brings us back to the point that Pastor um, Tassa said. It's not only that company that has been distributing food will be unfair only to appreciate the, the voice of God without appreciating all these other brothers that are doing a great job in the world when it I, comes to that. Uh, and I think you're correct. I mean, I remember in the early days, we used to have this thick booklet that used to come from Brother Harold from uh, uh, Canada, which normally it will be three, uh, 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 it will be three messages in one book. It will, it used to be, it used to be bluish and had the cloud at the back. I mean, it was a fantastic, Brother Harold from Canada did a, a, a fantastic job. Brother Ed Biscal did exceptionally well. I mean, even with the message up, Brother Beckett, Brother Valerative, Brother uh, Richard Yoga. So it, it has been, you are simply saying it's a collaborative effort. And I think the moment we begin to appreciate that we work towards one goal, there won't be any need for enmity. But now I want to bring something. Uh, but Pastor, uh, Pastor yes. I'm, yes. I'm sorry to 
um, <laughs> I, I, I've not gone through with my with my thought. I wanted you to see something. Yes. That, uh, that you know that then comes alongside with what you are saying. Mm. That there is a dream. In mm. is this the sign of the end? Says. Yeah. Uh, Brother Branham says Sister Collins had a dream. Uh, listen mm. to this one for. He says mm. Sister Collins dreamt a dream of being here at the church. He says, and there was a wedding fixing to take place. And when she did, she saw the bridegroom come in. Perfect. But the bride wasn't perfect yet. It was uh, the bride. Now, that's the church. Now, listen. He says, and there was like a communion. A serving going on here, like a dinner being set. He says, and it kind of got uh, to here because that brother Neville was serving a dinner in the church. But she said food that she had ever seen. She was so hungry, but she thought maybe that in the dream that he shouldn't save it. Are, are you seeing this? Mm -hmm. uh, thought brother, brother Neville is not the one that is supposed to be saving it. He says, uh, she thought that he sh shouldn't be the one that uh, is saving it. He says, uh, but uh, she was so hungry, yet she thought uh, he shouldn't save it. And Brother Willard was going to go up to the ranch house and eat. And when they did, the light on the right side went out. Now you know what that is. Brother Branham, is, here is food that food, uh, he goes on to explain this. He says, now the food, uh, the bride isn't perfect, but the bridegroom is perfect. The bride is not perfect yet, but the food that was being given was not literal food. It's the spiritual food. Are you seeing the complex of the people? Uh, I'll use Branham Tabernacle because that's what Brother Branham was using here, and that's where Sister Collins was fellowshipping. The complex of the people in Branham Tabernacle at the time of says, is this the time of sign of the end? Is they don't believe that Brother Neva, who is a part of the fivefold ministry, mm. he has got the right to administer the food that he is administering. In as much as they see it's the best, they chose rather to go to the ranch house, to the storeroom, to go and take from the storehouse instead of eating what Brother Neville was dishing out. And Brother Branham says, and the light that is on the right hand, which is the angel of the Lord, the light left. The moment we start having now the storehouse fiddling with the business of the fivefold ministry, the light is going to go out. I'll give you this other quotation as a, as a, as a rounding up. Pastor mm. uh, Madiba. Yes. Brother Branham says, if you don't think this is true, just listen to this. All over the world in both Pentecostal and fundamental groups, they are organizing businessmen. They have invaded the pulpit without a call from God. They have styled themselves the fishers uh, of men and the founders of the move of God. Listen. And mm. they say, the gifted ministry of Ephesians 4, 10 to 13 that God gave the church has failed. So they are taking over. Here 
we are right in the midst of the fulfillment of prophecy. This brother Branham, he said as a prophet, he says we're in, the, we're in the middle of the fulfillment of prophecy, where we are having businessmen that think fi the fivefold ministry has failed. Now they are taking over that, you see, and rubbishing the anointed gifted ministry of Ephesians 4, 10 to 13. So I believe all these brothers that we have mentioned that are printing books, if they are pastors, they should preach. But if they are librarians in their, in their workplaces, whether it's in Congo, whether it's here in South Africa, the librarians are business people. There's a business entity, which is the company. It should not now interfere in as much as I agree that there is a fivefold ministry that he has really caused a mess. God is obligated to have a true dollar in the midst of the false anointed ones in the end time. I'll leave it there. Okay. Very, I mean, goodness, how you... You spoke about that dream. It's 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 very profound, Funis. What I want to know, given given the de developments in recent times uh, within the message community, do you think the concerns of Voice of God Recordings Company in relation to how the message has been mishandled? misrepresented, misused to advance agendas or personal agendas, not the kingdom agenda. I mean, uh, we, we know that in recent times, many have, men have emerged within the message of the hour and they, they, they boldly call themselves Elohim. And my question would be, in that instance, what should the Voice of God Recordings company do? Sh should it get involved or should it just commit that to the Lord? What should be the involvement? Uh, God bless you, Pastor Madiba. Now, God bless you. I, I think that's a good question because we are dealing with such things at this stage. Uh, I would want to, you know, refer to the book of Judges. The Bible speaks and it shows the time when there was no king. You know, each man did what was right in their eyes. Mm -hmm. You remember also the time Moses went up the mountain and Aaron remained alone. He came back and he saw a golden calf because a minister or a fivefold minister without a prophet makes a golden calf scheme. Mm -hmm. You find also even the... They call it the 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, you know, after the exodus from Babylon, Israel never had a kingdom. The time of your Ezra, your Zechariah, your Zerubbabel, you know, they never had a system of kings as before, you know. And the Bible shows us when they were under the Grecian influence, history says... God was dead. They actually say it's the years when God was dead. And you find that is where we found the coming up of the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Gnostics. It was actually the coming of 
what we call the apocrypha. Brother Branham says those are not canonical books. When you talk about the canonicity of the literature that was written in that 400 years of silence, it's your Maccabees, you know, you know those apocrypha books. And Brother Branham says those books are not inspired because there was no prophet in that hour until John the Baptist came and he was able to align. Now, the, the same applies, uh, Muruti. Mm-hmm. After the death of William Branham, it's like after the death of Moses. You see, that's where the time when there was no king and each man did what was right in their eyes. Many people are doing what is right in their eyes as we speak right now. But I would want to come back to the dream of Pastor Maharian, of Sister Collins. Now, in that dream, you're actually going to realize that the reason why that light went out, it is because the spirit that had gotten upon the Collins was not the spirit of God. It was actually a spirit that was reflecting the Antichrist. You know, remember even Peter, there was a time he wanted to defend Christ. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, not, not to say he was the devil, but he had allowed a spirit to come and possess him. Now, I want you to hear this quote, you know, what Brother Branham speaks when it comes to the duration, you know, of the preaching ministry and who is supposed to stop it. Because mm. here they were preventing Brother Neville, a type of the fivefold minister, to preach. And now Brother Branham in the spoken word, the exposition of the seven church ages, he says, with this great power, the church systems will persecute the true bride. The image will try to keep the bride from preaching and teaching, etc. Her ministers will be forbidden to comfort the tr- will be forbidden to give comfort and truth to the people who need it. But before the Antichrist in person takes over this complete world system of churches, the true church will be taken away from this world to be with the Lord. God will catch away his bride from the great for the great marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, you see the spirit that, mm. that, that, that was upon the callings, the reason the light left, because it was now the Antichrist spirit. And now, mm. the issue is, what should the voice of God, or what should any other person do when a person falls off on a limb? I would mm. say, number one, when you don't like something, you mustn't become what you don't like in another person. Mm. Because... Two wrongs cannot correct, cannot make one right. So there has to be a way, as Brother Branham spoke, that when you find your brother going in error, you see, you pray for the brother. You see, you approach the brother, you talk to the brother. There's a Christian way, you know, of dealing with error, as every other believer knows. So I'm of the opinion that as we see these eight messengers, these Elohims cropping up, let us not forget that those things are part of the fulfillment of prophecy and it's not like god doesn't know it and we don't have to try to be more careful than god because god spoke about it that these things have to come to pass so the best we can do is ezekiel chapter 9 we cry and sigh for the abomination of the land and now that's not the responsibility of the voice of god only it's actually the responsibility of the bride at large because they that will receive a seal 
at the people that cry and sigh for the abomination of the land. I, I, I'll leave it there, Pastor. Oh, very, very profound. Now, now, I have spoken about the concerns of voice of God in terms of people misrepresenting, misusing, and misinterpreting the message. But in the same vein, we, we have overzealous, overzealous librarians who work for Voice of God recordings, who are deployed around the world, and who are pushing an undertone or a, 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 a subliminal sentiment to say, Brother Brenham is gone. Brother Joseph Brenham is the person that is standing in the gap. Now, remember, I'm not saying it's Brother Joseph Brenham saying that, but I'm saying overzealous people working for VGR, some of them are saying, look, even Brother Brenham spoke in one message, say, I wish my son could take my place. And they say, I had a dream that he was going to be a prophet. Now, they are, they are advancing him and somewhat trying to put him above the fivefold ministry. What would be your advice for those overzealous librarians where, in many cases, they want to use Joseph Brenham to undermine a pastors, evangelists, and teachers in their locality? Some maybe they may be based in Africa. How, how, how should we navigate around that? What advice would you give first to Joseph Brenham? What advice would you give to Voice of God Recordings Company? What advice would you give to Fivefold Ministry in relation to those overzealous librarians? Okay, person. Uh, <laughs> it looks like the, the interesting bones are coming to me. Pastor Tessa is smiling. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very good. It's a fellowship. Um, and uh, I, I like one thing. We have, got, we have got all the answers in the word. You see, uh, there is nothing that God will ever require of us that God himself has not done himself. So if, if, if Brother Branham talks about a tape ministry, we can go and look at the Ethiopian eunuch and we can see the tape ministry. We can go and look at the scripture that says Moses was read every Sabbath day, but yet still the veil was not removed from their face. That is the tape ministry. We can go back to Daniel saying, I understood by reading the books of Jeremiah. That is the tape ministry. So uh, we can go back to where Brother Branham directly speaks about the tape boy slipping into Rahab's house and played the tape there. I don't believe they had gadgets there to play, but I believe those men were repeating what Moses had said, which was what Joshua was saying. So God is not asking us to do something that he has not done. Are you seeing that in that day, they had to be the physicality of men? But the fivefold ministry, brothers, is not a joke. That is God himself emptying himself to be the dressway to the bride. In the Garden of Eden, I'm coming to this question, you understand. In the Garden of Eden, 
God was the apostle, the one that he sent. He prepared the place for Adam to come. Adam gets into the garden and then God yet to come as a teacher. He started saying, Adam, don't eat this. Don't touch this. Here is your jurisdiction. Here is your headquarters. And Adam sinned when the serpent beguiled Eve. Then God was no more a teacher. God became an evangelist. Adam, Adam, where art thou? And Adam and his wife and the serpent, all of them had to come to the altar and repent of their sins. And after God was done with evangelism, God became the pastor. He then took that ship and he teared the ship and he dressed them, he bandaged them. He said, you can go out, but you're not going to go out naked, I've clothed you. But before they left, he carried on, he became a prophet. He said, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. Are you seeing the fivefold ministry is the first ministry that God had to empty out himself and manifest himself in the Garden of Eden. Now, that is not a light thing. It is something that God has ordained and placed. So now, when the voice of God has concerns, when librarians have concerns, when an individual has got concerns, what does he do? Here's what Brother Branham says in the exposition of the seven church ages. Pastor Mtasa, that was lovely. When you are correcting something, make sure you don't become the very thing that you are trying to correct. Listen to what Brother Branham says. He says, I wonder if John didn't see a lot of that before he died. People saying they loved God, but not obeying his word. Are you seeing that? This is exactly, this is, you are seeing people are saying something, but they're doing something else. Oh, Ephesians church, something is happening to you. Someone is trying to either add to that word or take from it, but they are doing it so subtly that you can't see it. They haven't made a move so big. You can see it out there in the open. It is undercover and they are bringing it by way of reason and human understanding. And it will take over unless you refuse it. Go back to Pentecost before it's too late. Somebody is coming in. He is slowly moving the word. If the move is not so big, it's so subtle. Brother Joseph said, or, you know, that zealousness. Or Brother Branham said, we must play tapes only behind the pulpit. Brother Branham said, he is the man that won the tender. He is trying to elbow part of the word out. But it's so subtle. You can't see it. Then Brother Branham says, but as usual, people don't heed God's warning. The revival fire is built upon the sacred word. It's so wonderful. And the manifestation of the spirit so blessed that a little fear creeps in and a whisper in the heart says, how can we protect this truth we have? This is, when the, this is your question, Pastor, Pastor Madiba. To say, what do we say about people that have concerns that the truth is being misrepresented? The Brother Branham says, when the devil whispers to you to say, how can we protect the truth? You can't protect the truth. Listen to what Brother Branham says. He says, he says how can we protect this truth that we have? What can we do to see this revival go on? He says, 
That is when the Antichrist spirit comes in and whispers, look, you have the truth now. See that it doesn't get lost. Organize and set up your creed of what you believe. Put it in a church manual. That's what Satan does. What should we do, brothers? Let us all listen to the same tape. Let, let us do it like this. Let us do it like this. To avoid ministers coming to preach certain things, let us give them again some scriptures to read so that we don't have a mess. Brother Branham is saying, when you get to that place, it is denominationalism. The spirit that is operating at that time, it is the spirit of the Antichrist. We cannot have Brother Branham preaching to us as a living man when yet he is dead. Let me show you this, Pastor, Pastor Matiba. Here is, what, here is what Brother Branham says. He says, God. Uh, uh, Pastor Mayra, I, I, want, I want to dissect that, and you're going to read that. Let us not allow Brother Branham to preach to us like he is a living man when he is dead. So you are, simply, say, you are simply saying he, he is preaching us, but let's acknowledge that he's not around. He's not around. Okay. The, 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 the spoken word is, as, that's why I, I equated the spoken word to say it's the continuation of the Bible. Yes. So, Paul is not here. But it's preaching to the us. Of here. William mm. Branham is not here. Mm. There's a reason why I'm saying this. Because mm. you, in the overzealousness, you, mm. you start receiving certain tracts. I don't know whether it's really coming from Jeffersonville or it's coming from other people that says, Brother Branham is our pastor. Are you seeing mm. what I'm saying? Mm. We know what a pastor is. Brother Branham is a messenger of the age. He cannot be a pastor. To mm. reduce Brother Branham to a pastor is blasphemy to me. Mm. And you see, and Brother Branham taught us that a pastor is an ox of the team. He is a mm. special man. He's a man that can get two people that are in a dispute to come to a place where they can agree. So we cannot say a tape is going to do that. That is not scriptural. You see, Brother Branham was a Bible prophet. You see, it is the scripture in Jeremiah that says, I shall give you pastors with an S, plural, not, not singular, not I'll give you a pastor. Pastors according to my own heart, you see. So mm. I'm saying in the zeal, let us not have a scenario which looks like a communion of the dead, which is oh, actually... You, you know, Mufunis, you are saying something very profound and sort of to interrupt your thought process. If it, whenever you make a dispensational prophet and you now call him a pastor, you are, you are reducing him to the fivefold ministry and scripturally, a dispensational prophet operates above the fivefold ministry. The fivefold ministry, we can subject them to a debate, but mm -hmm. The, the dispensational prophet has got, thou says the Lord, you cannot subject him to a debate. So you are simply saying it's a subliminal spirit that has crept in and wants to reduce Brother Brenham just to be an American minister, just to be a pastor. And we don't know once he comes to that level what's going to follow. So you are simply saying we need to reject bringing Brother Bram to a pastoral level 
because a pastor does not bring a restored weight. He preaches the restored weight that was restored by the prophet messenger. Uh, am, am I getting you correctly? Correct, Pastor. That's, that's that, very correct. If I follow it up, then we can simply say, when Brother Brennan mentions a statement and says, my ministry is a different ministry, is in the message, I think, from that, from that time. My ministry is a different ministry. It's not that of a pastor. It's not that of a teacher. It's not that of an evangelist. My ministry is to declare him that he say. So he was saying, I'm John, I'm John. I'm the forerunner today of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now, you are simply saying, in his absentia, we cannot now say his ministry is exactly like that one of a pastor, of evangelist, of a teacher. We say it's above that. That's, am, I, am I capturing your sentiments correctly? Correct, Pastor Madiba. That's very correct. So mm. I just want to read this part and, and then I'll leave the platform for, for, for you to, to make comments. Yes. But the problem says, God raise up pastors everywhere, ministers everywhere. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and send them forth preaching, Lord, like firebrands. He says, we don't know that uh, what, what hour. We only pass this way once. We are, we are only mortal once. And thanks be to God. We don't pass. We only pass this way once. Are you hearing that, Pastor Madiba? Mm, mm, mm. But the brother mm. says, we only pass this way once. We are only mortal once. And thanks be to God for that. But the next life, we will not preach the gospel in the next life that is to come. But we will rejoice in the gospel with them of the ages who has accepted it. So, to try and bring Brother Branham and say he is a pastor is to blaspheme the very tape where Brother Branham is saying, we only come this way once. We are only mortal once. In the next life, we will not preach the gospel, but we will only rejoice in the gospel. Are you seeing what the prophet is saying? I'm getting you, Mufunis. This is this is this is this is this is the height of zealousness. Mm. Other, uh, can I have two extra minutes? Oh yes, you're <laughs> most welcome. You're welcome. Sorry, Pastor Tasa. Brother Tony Zabele the dream. He said, mm. Brother Branham, I dreamt a dream which is a funny dream. He says, and in this dream, I was trying to find my way to heaven. He says, and I saw a man, and he said. Uh, go to that man, he will help you. I think it's in the present stage of my ministry. Mm. And then he says, I went to that man to try and get the directions. And I, he says, I realized that man was actually my pastor. Remember, mm. this man is now in Brother Branham's church. He's a deacon. Mm. He says, mm. I realized this man was my pastor from the previous church I was going to. He's also mm. on his way going to heaven. He says in that, that pastor referred him to another man who was sort of reading a book. So mm. here's a man who is preaching, going to heaven. Here's a man who is reading a book on his mm. way to heaven. I want you to watch. Mm. And then he says, when he pointed to another man who was sort of singing a song. Here's a man singing songs on his way also. 
He says, and all, and then I was then that man who is up there is going to help you. He says, I looked up and it was a man who did not look like a preacher, dressed like a farmer. And that man was actually Brother Branham. He mm. says, and Brother Branham lowered his hand and he pulled him out. Mm. And when he pulled him out, uh, uh, up to where he was, he was so glad that it was Brother Branham. And then Brother mm. Branham just walked a short distance with him. And then he said, Tony, this is as far as it goes. From now onwards, this is a wilderness. You mm. have to go alone. Mm. Now, this is in the message, the present stage of my ministry. In the message of the guide, Brother Branham says, if you are in a wilderness, there is 1% chance that you can make it out alone if you, if you don't have a guide. Mm. He says, but if it's a real thick wilderness, there is 0% chance. Here is Brother Branham leaving Tony Zabel to say, Brother Tony, I'm leaving you here. You are going now into a wilderness. And Brother Tony is worried. How come you are leaving me now, Brother Branham? Now, Brother Branham says, do you look on the ground? You see those bloody footprints on the sands of time? This is what I have followed the rest of my life. Mm. He says, you must know, Tony, that some of it, you must walk it alone. Mm. He says, but these footprints will always lead you back to the Bible. Mm. Are you seeing that in our Christian journey, there is even certain places that even the fivefold ministry, even the, 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 the messenger himself is not able to carry your hand. They must lead you to a certain place where your experience can match the Bible. Mm. In that experience or that lifestyle has to be biblical because we are now in a wilderness. 1965, Brother Branham left us. Mm. It's no mystery what is happening in our midst. We are in a wilderness. Some will not make it because there is zero percent chance a man can get out of a wilderness. Some are trying to be guides when they don't know the way, you see. But God has an ordained ministry, which is the Holy Ghost ministry, the Joshua ministry. Brother Brown says, raise up. Joshua is not Joshua. Joshua is a mm. ministry to guide us through in this wilderness. God bless you. Sorry, sorry for telling you. <laughs> that, 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 that's lovely. That's lovely. Now, now, how can we help as the fivefold ministry, how can we help Voice of God Recordings Company? How can we help Brother Joseph in in what he's trying to achieve in his uh, uh, God called ministry, Pastor Mutas? God bless you, Pastor Madiba. Uh, wonderful thoughts, Pastor Mayeri. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I just want to read a scripture here to add on. Uh, you know, what Pastor Mairi was speaking, you know, in First uh, Samuel chapter 3, you know, the Bible says, verse 7, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. But this Samuel I'm reading in verse 7, if you come to verse 1, it says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now, this is a man that is ministering. 
but yet he has not yet known the Lord. And the word of the Lord was not yet revealed unto him. Now, I'll just summarize it and say the faithfulness of Eli and the responsibility of Samuel, which is the faithfulness of the fivefold ministry and the responsibility of the bride. Now, Samuel being the bride and Eli being the type of the fivefold ministry. Now, this boy, he did not yet know the Lord, even though he was ministering. But it came a time where he heard a voice and he mistook that voice to be the voice of Eli. And he went and he said, Eli, you have called me. Now, it had to take the faithfulness of Eli to say, yes, there was a voice, but that voice is not my voice. When you go back, you must say, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. Now, the problem comes when a man who has no revelation of God, who has not known the Lord, come to you as the fivefold ministry or as anybody and say, I'm hearing God speaking through you. Now, how do you deal with that? Then you have to be faithful now and say, oh, yes, I agree, but it's not my voice. Now, it comes back to say the purpose of the fivefold ministry is an extension of the burden of Malachi 4. William Branham said, not for one moment do I come that people can start a denomination. That's Leave right. my church and join my church or do whatever. I'm not interested in those things. He says, I've got an interest in one thing. And that one thing is to see established a true spiritual relationship between God and man. Now, that is our burden as the fivefold ministry. No not to stand between God and the people, but to establish them. Now, I would say our success as the fivefold ministry, it is not having big churches. It's not mm. having moral people, you know, good dresses, you know, the moral code perfect. It's not being popular or recognized. But when we speak about the success of a ministry, is when individuals are left in a relationship with God. So now it comes back to say the fivefold ministry, we have to advise, we have to encourage, and we have to make people to know that it is not about us. It is about him that has called us. And at the end of the day, that is how we support one another. As the fivefold ministry, as the voice of God, it is to keep the goal of William Branham. You know, I always say, in a home, the greatest gift you can give to a child is not money and inheritance, you know, leaving them cars and houses. But it is when you and your wife live in harmony and you leave them the word of God, that is the greatest gift a man can leave a child. And even ourselves, the greatest gift we can leave the bride is that we express the harmony of the word. The five ministry we express the harmony of the truth and then we leave people married to the lord jesus christ then that's how i believe we can help each other when it comes to the progression of the revelation given to us by malachi 4 over to you pastor madiba okay uh, in a very 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 profound <laughs> very 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 profound now 
I, I think this this will be the last the the last uh, uh, controversial aspect of this fellowship. But uh, I, I I you know I'm the kind of person that believes in frank discussions. You know, a lot of times the devil goes on rampage because we adopt a diplomatic approach towards Satan and we become humble to Satan and we're called to be humble to God, not to the devil. Now, my question would be, and I'm going to come where we speak about how important it is to listen to the tapes. But before I get to that one, here is a, a matter. Should, should we play a tape? Should a tape officiate our marriages? Should a tape officiate our funerals? Uh, should the tape be doing that? Uh, if I invite... I get invited to a wedding and even unbelievers are invited and can we decide that the pastor must not preach will play a tape and Brother Brenham will officiate this marriage. How would how, what, how would Brother Brenham feel about that arrangement? Pastor Mayer. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, Pastor Madiba, you know the principles of life are very, very simple. Brother Branham was not a complicated man. Uh, if you invite me to to Vidbank, maybe to preach a funeral, there's, a, there's an old lady that is passed on. And I come there and I say, he was a good boy. He loved the Lord. Are you not going to come up and say, ah, Brother Mary, it's not a boy that died here. <laughs> it's an old lady. All right. You see, you can't play the funeral of Garnet, who was a little boy, right? He was a cripple. On a funeral of an old lady that is dying. Mm. That in itself shows that something is not right somewhere up there. Mm. Now, let me let me show you this. Mm. Let me say for a moment, I believe, in playing the tape on a wedding day. We have brought Brother Brennan back again to become a pastor to officiate that marriage. We have brought Brother Brennan again to say he's not dead, he's alive, he's present. Because if we don't believe that, then we wouldn't play that tape. Now we are playing that tape. And then Brother Brennan say, is there anyone with a just cause why these two should not be lawfully wedded together in holy matrimony? If somebody raises their hand to say, I am here, <laughs> the tape going to be able to respond to that question that this person is asking. Oh, 
the one that is going to stand up and try and pause the tape at that particular time, is he not going to be labeled an unbeliever? Because he's stopping the tape. Stopping the tape. The tape, the tape does not explain. The tape repeats. What it said is what it said. And here is, and here is the matter that must be attended in real time. Who is going to attend to that matter? And with, with what guts do you have a right to pose a pastor who is officiating? You are stopping the pastor who is officiating. Okay, let me stop there. Let, let me continue. Sorry, I'm not stopping there. Brother, brother Madiba. Yeah. Oh, brother Mtasa. Mm. If you go to the river alone and come back, wait alone. And you say, I was baptized. Mm. Say, by who? You say, by the tape. Did the tape get with you in the water? No, it didn't get with me in the water. That is swimming at its best. <laughs> that is baptism. Okay. The things of God are very simple. Here is the eunuch. There is a, 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 a portion of water in the desert. There is the water, Philip. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Both Philip and the eunuch got into the tape. Mm. And he was dipped. How do you baptize yourself? How do you get married by a tape? So, Mufunis, you know, you're bringing something, you know. And I'm glad you say Brother Brandon was not a complicated man. Brother Brandon said something very profound to follow up on what you are saying. He says, Martin Luther was a great servant of God. But it says what made Martin Luther even to be more greater was how he was able to live above the fanaticism of his day. Would you regard such a behavior of being officiated by a tape to be the fanaticism of our time? One elder in our generation once preached a message called dangerous fanatics. Mm. This is Dangerous fanaticism, this one. Mm. This is, if, if at school, mm. at school, mm. where it's not a spiritual matter, I cannot listen to a recording of a teacher calling out and saying, we too melo madiba, and I say, present, say, no matter how much faith I have, I'm Tinashe Maere. When my name is not the one that is being called, it's not me. Mm. I'm not brother Omen Niva. I am not Agan Bright. I am Tinashe Maere. That's why you see, Brother Branham says, rapturing faith, Life. all that you need in the tapes, not mm. on the tapes. You mm. see, sometimes in and on is different. That's why Jesus Christ says, He that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. This is a throne that you don't sit on, you sit in. Mm. Meaning that the truth is in between the lines. Mm. You can't go there and with an honest, pure heart answer to a name that is not your name. No matter how much you say, I've got faith. Mm. So it's me who is being officiated here. 
when you are hearing names of other people, their background, say, this couple, they come from such a family. You don't even come from that kind of a family. And mm. you are there nodding your head. Something is wrong. Mm. Mm. They ask you, where is the one speaking? You say, is good. where are the ones that he's talking about? You say, but how come you are saying this is you? Mm. It's dangerous fanaticism. Pastor. Mm. Pastor Mahere, much appreciated for that input. And then Pastor Mutasa, your thought? Yes. Uh, I'm a young man in your yes. assembly. I'm getting married. And on the day of the wedding, I say, Pastor, you won't be preaching. We've got the prophet. We'll play the tape of the prophet. You may sit down. Yeah. On that one, Muruti, I've got two quotes on it that can clarify. Mm. Now, the first quote is in the church ages. You know, Brother Barnum says, Oh, God still has a voice for the people of the world, even as he has given a voice to the bride. That voice is in the bride, as we have said, and we will talk more about that later. Now, we, we must not underestimate the potential of God in the bride. You see, Ananias and Sapphira, they died on the spot because they were underestimating the voice of God in the bride. Now, what causes all these things, I would believe, in taking sides with Jesus Christ. The prophet says, you know, in there, you know, you know, get training in your own groups. Other ministers, men that you see that is a calling in their life for the ministry, train them, young men. Bring them in here to the elder. All of you sit together in a ministerial meeting and there teach the deeper things of God. Now, you see, the reason why we end up falling in these things is because we are rejecting the voice of God in the bride. It is crucifying Jesus Christ, I'll say the third time. This time, Christ in the people. Remember, as the word was in Mary, so is it in the bride. And the bride is that final voice to this final age. Mm. So it is actually an insult to God to substitute the present voice of God all right. Now, now, let me come to something maybe that can sound controversial. Okay. You know, we can, we can actually say we are in the days of Elisha, not the days of Elijah. Now, Revelation 10.7, his purpose and his commission, this example, I think we all give it many times, that you find after... Eliezer is taken the journey with Rebecca all the way to Isaac. Mm. And then he presents Rebecca to Isaac. And then Eliezer decreases. And then Isaac goes into the tent with Rebecca. Then later on, somebody wants to come and say, but you know, Eliezer did this. Eliezer did that. You know, to Rebecca, it is too late to be redefined because she's already pregnant. She's having child with the man, with Isaac himself. 
So at the end of the day, when we fail to understand the climax of this message, that Elisha is the double portion, if William Branham was qualified to officiate a wedding, it means I'm double qualified to do the same. Because in me is the double portion of the spirit that was in William Branham. And if people fail to realize that, it comes back to that portion where people acknowledge God in the past. They look forward for a God in the future, but they don't recognize God in their midst. When we say recognizing your day and its message, we are not necessarily talking about Revelation 10.7. We're talking about Revelation 10.8-11. to This is my day, Revelation 10.8-11. I must recognize it. And its message, which is the reiteration, the voice of many waters, that is my message for today. So in actual facts, Muruti, I'm simply saying um, we will be more qualified to officiate a wedding if William Branham was qualified because we are the embodiment of deity and we are the containers of all the things that the bride requires to make it in the rapture. Because the tapes and the books are in us. In mm. us. We, we have it. We have eaten that book. We felt the sweetness. And the bitterness now is part of these trials. But the book is already in us. Mm. So l- let me just leave it there, Muruti, saying the fivefold ministry is qualified to do what William Branham did. And, and even before I hand over, William Branham says, what you see in my ministry you shall see it more in the bride. So we are actually expecting to see more weddings in the bride, more baptisms in the bride. And as we walk, you know, the footsteps of Elohim, praise the Lord. L- let me leave it there, Muruti. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Look, I, I, I think this one we are coming to a parting shot. I, I believe, I believe a tape a day keeps the devil away. Uh, they normally say in April, a day keeps the doctor away. I say a tape a day keeps the devil away. How critical it is for members of the bride while they go to the church on Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday, how important it is for them to hear the voice of Brother Brenham in their houses. Pastor Maher. Yes, uh, Pastor. Uh, We can never overemphasize how it is important for the members of the bride to listen to the voice. Uh, They used to say, if you want to hide a truth from humanity, write it on a paper, piece of paper, because people don't like to read and the recording of the voice of Brother Branham has eliminated that uh, slothfulness when it comes to reading. Mm-hmm. It has made it so easy for the believer that you don't have to literally read all 1,200 spoken words, word by word, uh, depending on your space and your speed. God mm-hmm. has made the messenger himself say it to you so that you can listen to it in real time and real speed. So if it's one hour, it's not going to take you two weeks to finish a book. You can finish it in one hour if you just pay attention. Now, the importance of them to read 
Remember there were the Berens uh, that when the word would be preached to them, they would go back home and compare what has been said with what was written. It is important for the believer to know what is being preached, whether it is Bible or whether it is not. Look, Brother Branham himself would say, to be a Christian, you must read the Bible every day and pray every day. Because all that he was preaching, it was Bible. So to us, like Pastor Mutasa said, we are actually saying more. We are saying, don't just read the Bible and pray. Read the Bible, listen to the tape, and pray every day. If possible, just listen. Even if it's 20 minutes, listen to the voice of the prophet. Read the quote of the day that comes from voice of God. Enjoy the word of God. Say amen to the whole lamb so that you can be able to see. Remember, Brother Bram says you have a right to choose a pastor. Mm. You can be able to say this because he is not a full gospel. Mm. A full gospel preacher. He is preaching part of the word, but he is neglecting part of the word. The tapes must be played in the homes. The tapes must be played in the cars. The tapes must be played even in the church according to the leadership of the local messenger, You can, uh, which is the, the local leader, the local angel. Brother Branham actually says, you, you, you set the program in the church according to the leadership of the Holy Ghost, mm. but not a global program. It is important, bride of Jesus Christ. If I had an iron pen and a mountain of steel, I would write this. The voice of the prophet ought to be listened to by everybody. The reason why, actually, we have also this mess that voice of God is trying to correct is because we have people that don't listen to the voice, but yet they are part who they claim to be a part of the fivefold ministry. You can see the seriousness of the emptiness of the man. But this man, he's not eating the book. He's trying to give what he does not have. You see, that's why we've got a problem. And also another problem is those that read without listening. Because if you read without listening, you are going to emphasize something, not in the context of the way that it was emphasized by the prophet messenger. Yes, I forgive uh, the other brothers who are not able to hear directly from English, I forgive them. But I am saying, if it's possible and you can hear English, get it from Brother Branham directly, not even from the, from the interpreter, because that interpreter sometimes is not even interpreting in the spirit of Brother Branham. Mm. It's important to listen to the tape. And the tape has a spirit around it. Sometimes just playing, I know of situations that we have dealt with of some people that used to have sleepless nights, just advising them to say, brother, listen to the tape, even if you doze, let it play in the background. They never had those nightmares in their nights. Hmm. We have testimonies. You, you know, I was home this festive season, Mfundis Mahere, and I've got my, my grandmother who's 86. Uh, and I mean, she hasn't done much schooling, but I was quite amazed that every day my 86 year old mother, prefer, old grandmother, prefers to listen to the tape of the prophet. 
And I was sitting there observing. I say, hey, I'd much better be careful. This old lady seems to be listening to the tape more than some ministers who stand behind the pulpit do. And I, I you know, I, I sat down there uh, and obviously we listened to the number of days that I was there. I listened to few of them. And I realized that it was not because I was there. It's, they actually have a place where they call it a tape room. And she would sit there with my mother and they would listen to the tape. And I, I, I pick up the atmosphere around the house. It was difficult to leave my house and come back to Weedbank because, I mean, you sit next to your grandmother, you are listening to the prophet of God. You can imagine how how the goosebumps that I had and the, the sweet anointing that I was just uh, basking in. And I thought, this is very, very special. The tapes are very important. And we need not a directive to tell us that the Holy Ghost will tell a believer that tapes are important, not once a year. And it's very easy to pick up, you know, maybe before I hand over to Pastor Matas, you know, because today Pastor Mahera would post a quote on his WhatsApp status, then I will screenshot it and put it on mine to give an impression that I'm reading. Uh, listening to a tape is not to steal somebody's status of Brother Brenham's quote. Those quotations are there just to provide inspiration. Then, but the greatest inspiration, you have to set time aside where you listen to the tape from the beginning to the end and make sure that you come under the effect of the anointing of that tape. Over to you, uh, Pastor Mutas. God bless you. God bless you, beloved. Um, mm. I would share the same sentiments. We can never overemphasize the need of listening or to listen to the tapes. Uh, actually, our own testimony is in our local assembly, each and every Wednesday, we listen to the tape. Mm. Of course, I don't speak this to be a doctrine that every church has to follow. But it was put upon my heart by the Holy Spirit. You know, once upon a time, I was preaching at this high school. I think I preached for about three to four years right there. And then I took time to introduce William Branham. You know, I was just trying to take, them e take it easy from the scriptures and all. And then the time I introduced William Branham, what happened was these children began to lean more on me and less on the one I had presented. Then I had to preach a sermon. You got it from the one that got it from the one that you are denying. Hmm. In other words, if you listen to the language, I'm saying to them, this man you are receiving, that is me, has got it from the man you are denying because I'm a product of that spoken word. So you can never accept me and deny Malachi 4, just like the hierarchy that I spoke of. A woman cannot say, you know, I respect the pastor. They are so humble, but, you know, they look at their husbands, you know, with that red eye. Then you begin to see that the loyalty is not the correct one. Because if a man really or a woman really respects the pastor, it comes through the husband. Now, you, you cannot respect 
me, God, and then bypass Malachi 4. So this to bring the tapes in a church that people may hear the voice, it's, it's also a way to let the people know that we are not in the Catholic days where the <laughs> priests only read the Bible and they come to preach. But we show them where we are taking it from. That what mm. we preach is from this man. And they can mm. also, you know, have checks and balance like we spoke about. Now, at the end of the day, we, we come to the fact that we can never overemphasize the need. You know, the tape is the absolute. Let me put it that way. The tape is the absolute. And you cannot talk of a believer without the tape and without the message. That would be my last sentiment. I am for the tape and 100%. Okay, pastors, it has been a great evening. I think we spent almost two hours on this, and we appreciate everyone that has joined in, specifically you, pastors, for this input. And I think uh, I, I, I need to put you on the spot. We're going to do this once a month on different topics. Uh, I've, got, I've got almost... 150 people listening or watching. Uh, do you sign up for it, Pastor Mutasa? Once a month, different <laughs> topic. You know, in the legal field, you don't quickly put a signature. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, uh, on a different platform. <laughs> I, 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 I've got no fine print. <laughs> 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 okay, Pastor. And Pastor Mahere, uh, any any parting shot from your side to the members of the bride, uh, and just something from your heart. It may not be in relation to the topic. Just a one minute, uh, 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 something that you can say to the bride. No, we just want to say we really appreciate the bride of Jesus Christ. We appreciate the support that you give us as members of the fivefold ministry. And uh, we do not stand here to be uh, representatives of the entire, you know, fivefold ministry. This is just a humble fellowship that uh, we are having. And uh, just around the world that those that are interested, you know, could join in. Uh, don't in any way feel like maybe there was somebody that was being attacked like Pastor Madiba has already alluded, to say uh, maybe in the next uh, segments we'll try and get maybe uh, representatives of the Voice of God uh, company, if they would like to join us and have a conversation, uh, they are quite welcome to do that. And uh, we will be doing other sessions as the Lord leads, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll not be too much under pressure, but we know that... Uh, there are certain things maybe as necessity uh, is, is coming, we will avail ourselves so that we can just have an interactive session. May God bless you. Remember us in prayers is our prayer. God bless you. Shalom. Thanks very much, Pastor Mahere. Over to you, Pastor Mutasa. Just a parting shot. Anything that you have in your heart for people that are watching, a part of members of the bride. Uh, first and foremost, I want to appreciate the platform and the initiative that we can fellowship around this present truth, the message of Malachi 4. 
and um, has been alluded as well, we don't speak because we are the best. We speak because the lot has fallen on us and we want to salute, you know, voice of God, its efforts, you know, in distributing the message. We want to appreciate the fivefold ministry as well, their sweat and labor, you know, to make sure that the bride gets a sense of what God has spoken, even in this generation, like Philip did, you know. We want to appreciate even the members of the bride as well, you know, the prayers of the saints. You know, many times we don't realize that we are standing on the prayers of the believers because we've come to a point where we are nearing the coming of the Lord. And in such a time as the devil has a global influence and impact, I see the bride, you know, gathering and joining all across the global village in prayer, you know. So we really appreciate the prayers of the saints as they cry and sigh for the abomination of the land. I want to encourage you as the last shot to say, you know, stay in the message. It's later than we think. And very soon, you know, the trumpet will sound. May you be found on the right side and may his return rejoice you. Shalom. Not much appreciated. And on my side, uh, I appreciate you pastors for coming through and for everybody that was able to tune in and watch this uh, so episode. I see some people are uh, busy uh, punching uh, round table fellowship too. Uh, just keep on punching so that I can show the pastors once we are done that look in the comment section. People are saying round table fellowship part two. They are calling for it. And maybe before we go, I want to appreciate the fivefold ministry, uh, the ministers that are laboring daily around the globe in order to advance this truth. And us coming on this platform, it doesn't mean that we think we are the smartest. We just think that in our own humble way, we can contribute to the discourse. But we've got elders that we hold in high regard. We've got the likes of Pastor Harold Beckett from time to time. He would pick up a call and give advice. And we want to say, Pastor, we acknowledge you. We see you. We appreciate you. We've got the likes of Pastor Godwin Chitsendi. Uh, we've got elders, Pastor Makula, Pastor Raymond Mukobi, Pastor Nkorima. Uh, all of them, we appreciate you. Just know that we appreciate you. Uh, we're able to walk this path as the young ones because you guys provided a way. So we really appreciate. It has been a great evening. And then I think we have come to the end of the session. Uh, pastors, much appreciated. Uh, we'll talk. God bless you and bless your families and your assemblies. Shalom. Oh my, what great riches is in this Bible. Quit reading the old funny stories and looking at old, you know, good television programs and get back to church to praying. And so you say, woman, say, well, I, I just can't find time to read my Bible to my children. Why, Suzanne Wesley, she had 17 children and she spent three hours a day with no modern convenience. She didn't press the button, wash her dishes. She didn't turn on a tap and get a little water out like that. She packed it from a spring and an old wooden bucket and a gourd dipper. Packed it from the spring and raised 17 children and could spend three hours a day in prayer. What did she raise up out of the jaw of the child?
Yes, sir. Certainly, man has shocked the world in their days. What we need to do is no more with mothers and people consecrated. Put God first. That's it. We put everything else first. Well, I belong to the society down here. Oh, I belong to a society too. It's up there. See, that's the society you belong to. Society of Jesus Christ. Poor, degraded, outcast people. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. That's right. So glad to belong.